This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Make Chemist Warehouse your first stop for the widest range of vitamins at the lowest prices. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Full send Friday the 27th of May. It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Welcome in. Big show for you today. Wow, yesterday I spoke about the importance of Moana Pacifica and Fiji and Drua. And Super Rugby today, we'll hear from someone who has been a voice for the Pacific Island Rugby. Daniel Leo is the CEO of Pacific Player Welfare and he's on after 7 o'clock. Look forward to sharing that conversation with you that interview we had a chat to him yesterday so we'll hear from him after seven o'clock and then following that our Waikato stud racing catch-up we chat to Andrew Scott who was looking to go two from two with Dark Destroyer in the group one Queensland derby Dark Destroyer is uh, outright favorite at the moment over there and uh, at Eagle Farm on Saturday so we'll chat to trainer Andrew Scott hopefully they can go two from two. And then after eight, we'll chat with league legend, former Knights, St. George Illawarra, Melbourne Storm, Kiwis second row, Jeremy Smith, Jezza Smith, after eight o'clock. Looking forward to having a catch up with him and him. And then our Friday tipple, because it is Friday, we want to cheers the week. It's been a big week, a great week. There's been lots to chat about. And well, let's be honest, there's even more to to have the conversation about today, because yesterday was a big afternoon. In sport, lots going on with the Warriors, Amy Sathwaite, the Blues naming a young squad. Oh, a little bit nervous for those Blues anyway. We'll rip into that throughout the morning. Um, Luke Romano is captaining the side. I'm going to change my around the grounds with Rainbird. I'm going to go the Waratahs over in, uh, at Leichhardt Oval. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, 
going to be a tough old one. Anyway, looking forward to wrapping it throughout the day. That's enough from me. Cross over to Auckland and say morena to Uncle Kempi and Louis Herman Watt. We've got Jacob in the house with Keza and morena aroha. And uh, hope you run out there having a good morning so far. Morning, team. Morning, Izzy. Yep, Friday, mate. It's been a big week of sport and wasn't yesterday one of the biggest days we've <laughs> had so far this year, mate. Oh, some news are coming out of Warriors headquarters and, uh, yes, the cricket... Um, Geez, the cricket lines have been going heavy too yesterday afternoon with some news. So, made plenty mm. to talk about today. Um, been up all morning thinking about how we're going to get through the show and hopefully Louis can manage and navigate his way through it in our bus as the as the driver and get this done. Um, but yeah, big, big day today. Um, looking forward to it. It is, Izzy, a funny old Friday because mm. it's an exciting Friday there's lots of sport and fun stuff, but there's also just a couple of absolute train wrecks that mm. we have to go through and search for all sorts of nasty pieces and see if there's any survivors in. Man, wow. That Warriors situation is about as shambolic as you could have, I can remember it from a privately owned sports team in, based in New Zealand. Since I've worked in sports media, this would be about peak it's not the worst, let's mm. not use recency bias, but this is about as ugly as it gets for no good reason. Mm. Like the Matt Lodge situation for no good reason. I mean, there's so many there's so many get-off points before we got to this. There's so many stops on the train station to get off and move on or to solve this or to not let it escalate in the Warriors' history. But, um, yeah. Oh, well, hey, uh, on the positive side of it, you've got a real scucks haircut today. <laughs> Fresh cuts, eh? Yeah, I got a fresh cut yesterday, boys. Love my little Thursday catch-up with Jerome down here in Christchurch. Just got to get sorted um, for next week, lads. I'm uh, just about to launch my website. Just about to launch my website for my new um, hair company I'm, I'm launching. And uh, I'm excited, mate. I'm excited. I had to get a new haircut and... Uh, Got a photo shoot next Tuesday. So I'm in the studio next Tuesday and Wednesday, lads. I'm coming up on uh, Monday night. I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, uh, head home, back home Wednesday. Daisy's going to come up on Tuesday. I think we're going to go out for a nice dinner as a team and have a little catch-up. So I'll bring uh, Mrs. Daisy Dag along to that. But, yeah, got a photo shoot. So I had to kind of get the cut looking sharp and <laughs> and scucks. It's an interesting <laughs> situation, uh, Louis, that I've got going on at the moment. Well, you've got a full head here, first and foremost. Well, that's it. That's how you nailed it, right there and there. Um, look, <laughs> the situation I had was before, I was had limited options with my hair. <laughs> I had very limited options. What could you do, Israel? You can straighten those little bits. Straighten it. Stra you straighten those little bits that cover up your bald spot. And then that's it, really, because that's how you hide the bald spot. <laughs> now, now, I can afford to grow it long at the front. So I had a little bit of a wavy fringe. Mm. So I went from the wavy fringe. I went in last night and I was like, mate, we got options, Jerome. What should we do? <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You know Quade Cooper. And I was like, of course I know Quade Cooper. And he goes, have a look at his Instagram. I was like, sweet as. When he had a look and I was like, oh, okay, okay. So you want me to be a rap star? <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, yes, but no. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, just wait, just wait. So go look at Quade Cooper's Instagram, and I've got the Quade Cooper 
We call it the quay dag now. We call it the quay dag kind of situation. The with quay. The is, it, is it like a wide mohawk? Uh, it's just like a. It's just pretty much like a boxed up. Scucky front. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like fun. That sounds like something else, Izzy. I, I Official need... terminology of boxed up scucky front. Scucky front. <laughs> I'm going to put that in a bulletin today. That's my challenge for the day. Is that, is that, is that your tagline across the front of your website? Get your skunked up front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kimpy, that's not a first book. Come be skucks like Dag. That's her. That's my, that's my headline. I have a Look. question, Izzy. Yes? Because when I hear you talking about here, it's quite oh. liberating. Okay. Because I feel like I can't. I feel like that would be, you know. But when I hear you talking about here, that's really liberating. I find that really liberating. Because remember the time you talked about a vacuum cleaner, I thought, you know, hair straighteners? Yeah. Do you you have the hair? You really do. Uh, I do. I do. I've got... um. You would have heard of the, the Dyson multi <laughs> hair device. This is great. What? No, I hadn't. I thought it was a vacuum cleaner. So you. No, 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 no. See, so there's a Dyson that Dyson brought out a hair, um, a little hair device that's got um, a blow dry in it. So what it does, it blow dries, it, and it's got different attachments. So you can put a brush, you can put a curler, you can put. Uh, a straight that. Do you find them in R18 schools? Or? <laughs> Go have a look. Go have a look at it. Otherwise, you'll be amazed. Anyway, I've got one of those because, let's be honest, you can. I've got a lot of, got a lot of hair now. So, you can. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you, could you grow a mullet if you wanted? I can grow. I can. Grow, I said to him yesterday, I was like, mate, well, the hair at the front's good. Should I just grow a mullet? And he goes laughing. And that like, would be well. a boxed up Skuxy back. <laughs> yeah, Skuxy back, boxed up mullet. Oh. Get the Richie Moonga power mullet going. Oh, mate, look, I'm, 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 I'm not being cocky here, but I just, I got options. <laughs> he's, like, he's loving it. Yeah, yeah, you wear that. You wear that. Thanks, Adawa. Go have a look at that Dyson. You'll be amazed. They're, they're fantastic devices, I must say. I must say. Anyway, that's enough plugging for them. Yeah, he's sponsored. Enough plug- <laughs> that's enough plugging for me. Hashtag um, gifted. But that's the situation, boys. I'm looking forward to coming up to Auckland next week and catching up with the team and having a wee, have we sit down and, and have we chat? Oh, wow, eh? it's pink. Oh, no, there's options. There's black. I've got a black and gold one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Go, goes with that, uh, it goes with that bag, eh? Oh. That, that, that turn left it's, situation. It's just oh, gold. Man. It is absolutely gold, the whole lot. <laughs> uh, great. It's great, Izzy. I love that you're so comfortable. And, and you know, far out. I mean, big gig getting a, another business off the ground and, um, wow, exciting. I'm really looking forward to hearing about it next week when you're up. And mm. I've got definitely got a couple of mates and they'll know exactly <laughs> who they are that, you know. Hey, you know how I'm being like this. Like, honestly, that's the whole reason I did this opportunity because um, as blokes, when we go bald, we are so self-conscious and we don't want to express our feelings. We never really want to be open about it. And a lot of guys that get their hair transplant like I had, they don't want to talk about it. So I, I felt like I've got a platform like we do here with sport and, and trying to unravel everything and, and you know be a role model, kind of just lead them in the right direction. That's what I want to do with this is just be open about what, my, what I did and what it did for me and my confidence and just um, sharing that and hopefully um, some, uh, some blokes out there, even, even girls out there that are having their own little problems might be able to shed, them, shed the light on that and head them in the right direction. So obviously getting your hair is unimportant, but being open and... And transparent about it is, is probably the key behind why I'm doing it. 
yeah, good workers eat. That's um, uh, a big, big um, uh, role that you're going to play there. Like I can see, Mark, I can see a thousand people coming in and, and ch- um, changing their life with what you're about to offer. So yeah, I'm like Louis, looking forward to, to, to talking to you about it next week. And mm. mate, one one day we'll um, we might see as you don't can. need it, Uncle. No, no, you don't mate. need it. <laughs> that's, wow. why that's why I'm sitting here just nice and quiet. <laughs> but if you need some, I'm quite happy for the. <laughs> I'm quite happy to offer some every time I have a haircut, mate. Well, if, you need, if you need some to use, just give us a yell. You're talking about hair, hair gel because with the amount you put in there, you, <laughs> you could really, you could cater for the whole studio, mate. Well, you know, like as he's buying hair straighteners, I just buy a pot of gel. It's, you know, same thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, if you've got any, on double eight, double three, if you've got any haircut suggestions or any yeah, uh, give me something. haircut names, like, you know, um, boxed up front. No, Skucky Front. Skucky Front boxed up. Um, <laughs> if you've got any haircut names or suggestions for Dagger, Friday, Friday free for all. We will take anything on the Temper Bed Post text machine today. Uh, quarter past six. Yes, Kempi, the Warriors situation, ooh, tumultuous. Just, We're going to talk about it. To say it. the least, I, I, think, I think there's a few words you can put around what, hap- what went on yesterday. We actually touched on it yesterday morning about the whole... Matt Lodge uh, scenario and the 700k and then the window coming out of Fox in Sydney and 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 we made a beeline for it and we did say on yesterday's show that Cam Cam George would yeah, come out and have to, to have to front it didn't we Izzy mm. and at three mm. o'clock yesterday I was sitting in the car I was actually picking up my girl from school and uh, I listened to the whole interview and I've got to say. He didn't come off too well with it, is he? It was one of the, I guess, one of the, not the greatest interviews from a CEO that I've ever heard. A lot of ducking, a lot of diving, a lot of weaving, and um, yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's a good indication for me now of where the club's at. Mm. I think I think I think we've sort of answered some of the questions that have been on everyone's lips, and we'll talk a bit more about that after seven o'clock this morning. Yeah. Bang on, Kempe. Well, we've got a long way to go this morning on them. Uh, here's one little teaser. Just one I'd love to theme the show this morning. Um, I've got plenty of them. I've got plenty of regrets, and I'm going to ask you about yours later on. Absolutely don't regret signing Matt. Yeah. Well, okay. Wow. <laughs> 16 minutes past 6 o'clock, and uh, yeah, the, the word regret, we're going to get into it later on. So just start having a think about some of no your regrets. <laughs> no, no rag rats. Um, maybe we could get that tattooed. That'd be fun. Hey, uh, 17 minutes past six. Let's just park the Warriors. We're going to come back to that. The best haircut is the Kinner Bulldogs cheer. <laughs> the Kinner. The Kinner Bulldogs cheer from Steve. Love it, Steve. Oh, I know that one too. The old Kinner cut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you'll come home from school with kutus and go, come here, boy. Ow, 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 ow. Can't wait question of the day. All right, keep your messages coming in for the Kinnicuts. Uh In the meantime, another big sports story yesterday, boys, was around Amy Satterthwaite. Now, Amy Satterthwaite, we've just come off the back of the Women's World Cricket World Cup in New Zealand. Uh, we actually spoke to Amy Satterthwaite on the show at, during the tournament, and it was while the, the White Ferns were kind of pacing themselves and they hadn't quite got results, and Amy Satterthwaite in particular had been playing well, and... I don't know if you guys remember that, but she was just awesome. 
She's mm. so warm. She uh, exuded leadership, strength, understanding of where they were going, but humility, humor. And it was uh, kind of summing up who she is as a person and who she has been as an athlete for over a decade now or longer. She has been in our lives for a long time. She's New Zealand's women's highest capped ODI player, the seventh highest run scorer in women's ODI cricket, the only woman to make four consecutive ODI hundreds, one of two women to make the five ODI hundreds in a run chases, the only New Zealand bowler to take a six foot in a 2020 international. Um, the past two years, she's scored 818 ODI runs at an average of over 35. And I would hazard a guess, she is the only cricketer in the history of the sport that has those stats and had to announce her retirement because she wasn't offered another contract by her sports body. And that sucks because she didn't get a chance to go off on her own terms after the World Cup. I don't know if there was no indication there. I I am reading between the lines. I'm not even reading between the lines. I would, again, listening to her speak yesterday and listening to New Zealand Cricket and Brian Stronach speak yesterday, I would suggest that there wasn't. She Mm. definitely thinks she's got more. She is disappointed. She's outwardly explained why she's disappointed, that she hasn't been given another contract. There is an eye to the future with the uh, White Ferns. There is also 2020 focus with the White Ferns with the next couple of tournaments, 2020s. She doesn't play the 2020s. Well, I'm sure she probably could. But would you let a legend of your sport go out like this when she still has more to offer? And my question of the day here around Amy Satterthwaite is how much better did she deserve from New Zealand cricket yesterday or in the last few days? Because she, she fronted. She was there. So was New Zealand cricket to their credit. They always front. They did it together. They both had their say. And now it's time for us as sports fans to be able to uh, look at it and reflect. So that's my question of the day. How much better did Amy Satterthwaite deserve from New Zealand cricket? Kempi, you're nodding along. Maybe before we shoot off, do you have an, an automatic, an instant reply? Oh, 100%. Look, I often think about this in sport when players have been around for a long time um, in the team as a player and they get an opportunity, I, th- I think, the organisation to use that player, especially the IP that they've built up over a long time for a longer period of um as far as coaching goes and mentoring and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the Amy's of the world that have been around, you know, and at their age where they can go out on their own terms, that's the first problem, that she wasn't allowed to do that. And she she should have been given that amount of respect because of what she's done and wearing this black jersey, um, this black shirt. But the other, the other part of it is you've got all of this IP that she's got over the years and then they just cut it. And I've always disagreed with that. I think it's just a... a, a bad way to just go well just take that with you and go and go and do what you want to do when they should be saying stay here we'll sign you up for 10 years on a lesser contract but you're going to give back to the sport what you've learnt over that 10 year period. Tony Kemp that's his automatic uh, thought on the question of the day how much better did Amy Satterthwaite deserve from New Zealand cricket yesterday? We've got a $50 TAB bonus bet we're, not, we're passionate White Ferns fans here at Izzy and Kempe for breakfast you were telling us that during the World Cup so this would have hurt you yesterday come through 0800 150 in the Kennard's higher phone line Izzy gives his thoughts after this we're here with Chemist Warehouse great savings every day 26 minutes past 7 o'clock. Richie, we'll get to you in just a second on Amy Satterthwaite. Uh, Izzy, you watched this unfold yesterday, and I know you're a big fan of her work. Yeah, I love, yeah, a big fan of her work, honestly. She's uh, outstanding. She's been, like, 
Can't be just spoke about. She's been an ambassador, a real role model. You just saw it, saw it yesterday with Millie Kerr's Instagram post. Um, how much she really meant to the younger players coming through, and how much of a role model she was, welcoming into the environment. And um, you need people like that. Look, one thing I'd say is no one is guaranteed. Um, I understand if this was a case because of lost form, or someone else was better, or the simple case of New Zealand cricket coming out with an explanation of why they're doing this clean out. But from my first observations, all of, the, of, of all of the above, this is not the case. So yes, she deserved better. She's put so much in. You spoke about her, her records, what she's achieved. 128 ODIs, 700s, 2250s, with an average of 38.9. She's played 285 T20s, 6,000 runs. So she's done it with bat and ball. Um, and I just don't understand. Like, who, one, who's the coach? Who is the management? Who are making these calls? And, um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, so where's this all coming from? That, that's the whole situation. Like, this has just come out in absolute nowhere after the debacle of the NDL World Cup and then the coach leaving. So, look, it's just a fishy situation. I feel like she deserved better, for sure. So today they get the, the contract the players will be announced. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why it's come out. So she knew she wasn't getting a contract. There is no coach. Uh, mm. They haven't. Th- there is a shortlist left, so they haven't named the official White Ferns coach, but that can't be far away. Brian Stronach is the high-performance manager of New Zealand cricket. He's a good man. We've had him on the show. He was heavily involved and fronted media yesterday. One question before we get to Rich, I'll leave you with. We've just seen Ross Taylor retire from international cricket. How dignified and how different was that treatment? Completely. And if Ross Taylor wasn't going to be offered a contract, which he might not have been, he was well aware with it. He went out on his own terms. Amy Satterthwaite has given so much to the sport. You can't compare it to Ross Taylor, obviously, mm. but for women, aspirationally, she has been a pillar. Well, well, you look at the last World Cup. Like she was out of, out of a team that was poor, uh, performing poorly. She was probably the only one that realistically looked like they were going to get some runs and they were putting up a valiant effort. So like when you go on form and you compare it to Roscoe, Roscoe was probably... Wasn't at the uh, top of his class, you know. He yeah. wasn't performing really That's well, right. but he was showing that respect and dignity to to go out and in the last series at home in front of his people. We saw that that wicket. test against Bangladesh. You got a wicket, like you know, big moments. Whereas Amy, she was actually performing really well, and I thought she was one of the shining lights in that World Cup. So yeah, I don't understand it. Oh, it's completely frustrating, Richie. What do you make of it all, Matt? Um, I'm torn. Mm. Um, I believe she. Should. I, I think we can compare it to Roscoe and that because male, female cricket, she's sort of equivalent to Roscoe in that mm. stature. Mm. Um, I believe that she was very near to the end of her career, even at the end. And I disagree with Izzy a little bit. I don't think she performed that well at the World Cup to her standards. And that, so, but she should have, as Kempe said, being let to go out on her own terms like Roscoe. Sure, the, the focus is for what, the, the Commonwealth Games soon and next year there's a T20 World Cup and she doesn't play that. I'm sure we're still going to play one day and she's got the knowledge and information to pass on to those up-and-coming players because another thing is there's no, no players coming up that 
stand out to me to fill this spot. Yeah, Richie, one day Richie mm. b- bang on. And that's a, a really good point, mate. So if it's looking to the future, where, are, where is the future? Now, the other thing is, we will see later on today, which other players haven't been offered contracts. And if it's Amy Satterthwaite, if she's the only one that's singled out, I'd be highly surprised. I'd be looking at names like Leah Tahuhu, and I'd be looking at other... She, 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 you know, she was good um, with the bat too uh, through that World Cup. Look, I'm, I'm listening to, to what guys are saying here, and it just again just shows you that you've got the wrong people in the seats at the at the organisations on that merry-go-round of sport that just continually make bad um, decisions. IP, inter- intellectual property, you shouldn't have let that go with Amy. Like, you should have kept her in the organisation. Yeah, loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Mark and Brett, we've got your messages on double eight, double three. We'll get to those after Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Let's keep the conversation going and rip through it. 26 away from seven. We're talking Amy Satterthwaite. How much more did she deserve from New Zealand cricket? Mark says, morning, boys. Wow, Kempi's just on point. Totally agree. Amy Satterthwaite is the White Ferns version of Christian Cullen. Garbage treatment by people who haven't achieved anything near what these two legends have. That's from Brett. Passionate on double eight, double three. Tim, you're down there in Christchurch. What have you made of it all? Yeah, mate, I actually agree with uh, the last caller and the last texter. I think you can compare it to Ross Taylor and you can compare it to Christian Cullen. But, um, you know, look, at, at a time when they don't even have a coach, don't you want to have as much experience in that group? Even if she doesn't play, mm. you know, she's been there, she's done it, and she and like, what, what does it say to the, to the younger players in that team? It's like, well, you can do 15 years in the saddle and what have you, and then when we're done with you, we just flick you. It's a, it's it's pretty. It's not very aspirational. After her career's been so aspirational, Tim, this this treatment isn't very aspirational, is it? No, it isn't. But the one thing I am, like, I'm not 100 percent sure is, like, just because she doesn't have a contract, does that mean she can't be selected? No, absolutely not. So she, she, I'm pretty sure she is going to stay on, Tim. And I, I know she's still where she. Listening she's to with her, Canterbury, eh? Yeah, so with she's with Canterbury, Canterbury and, and listen, Manchester. That's right. And listening to where she thinks she at, she's got more to give to the sport, Tim. Mm. So if she's still playing well, she'll be picked. But I was just saying to you, Kimpy, she's going to be picked and she won't have a contract. So she's mm. going to be playing for her country disrespected. Yeah, and Louis makes a good point, you know what I mean? So I, I think what you're, what you're talking about here, knowing sporting organisations, is different budgets. They should have the conversation with her and say, you don't fit the top 20 budget but we have another budget in this development and uh, coaching budget or or operational budget that we'd like to keep you around are you happy to take this part of that budget you know what i mean so the whole the whole thing about that 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 ip issue i see it happen in sports so many times and we're talking about the amys of the world the israels mm. of the world you know the people that give so much and then all of a sudden this forcep comes on and just chops them and cuts cuts it off and you go, well, why do we do that? Mm. Oh, let's go and find the next person to, to give us that information. Well, the information is actually sitting here right in front of you. you know? So what I, what I got from that Amy Sathwaite uh, post is that she's retired. She's retired from international uh, cricket and she's going to step away. So, yeah, love, so if she's going to get, she's probably just, her heart's not in it now. She's probably, you know. That's the kind of initial reaction I got from her post is that she's retired. She's and disappointed, is he? She's yeah, disappointed. She's, she's disappointed for sure, and that's fully understandable because I understand sport. If you if you're not selected on form and 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 your heart's not quite in it, 
and then I accept that. But right now, I don't see anyone that is capable of taking over. Like, who's taking a contract? We'll find out today, and a bit more will unfold throughout the morning for sure. Yeah, love it. Is he a really good point there as well uh, on whether her heart will still be in it? And it's hard to know. But man, she just needs time right now. It's just gutting for a legend mm. of New Zealand sport. Hey, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. And this weekend, I'd encourage you to go to your form. Go watch the replays of these horses you want to back. On loveracing.nz, how do they handle the wet tracks? Because you're going to run into a wet track at Pukekohe and you're going to run into a wet track at Trentham. Pukekohe, there is some nice racing going on. The heavy trackers are back. We've got the types like uh, Crystallize, uh, Shoshone, and Shoshone. And this is probably the best race on the card. That's the open handicap sprint over 1,100 metres at Pukekohe, race number seven. You've got Crystallize, you've got Tightline, Shoshone, Mega Bourbon, who led us down last week. He's in the Sinbin, we're not going again there. Uh, Star Treasure down the bottom. Even New York Jazz has been running some nice races. So there's a couple on this card that we have backed previously, but they fall into that ilk of, are they real heavy trackers? One would be Funny Girl. We've made a lot of money off Funny Girl on this show. She's done a job for us time and time again, but... Is she really going to get through a heavy track being a showcasing? I don't know. And with that weight, I'm not going to back her to find out. Alchemia is in the same vein in race number eight as Funny Girl. Why draw? Is she, She's been winning. Is she going to be able to glide through the heavy track? Well, her form would suggest she can do it. Depends how heavy. The other one is Sea Jets in race number nine. We won on Sea Jets last start. It's taken cash again this time. Um, it was a heavy start where it got through a Hawara, so maybe it is more of a, a watch. So you just be careful today, and that's why I say go to loveracing.nz. If you want to back a horse, go to its horse profile and watch it get through wet tracks. We're into that time of year that they'll still be up. Um, across the ditch in Queensland, is he? Dark Destroyer, Andrew Scott, how are you feeling? Mm, what, are you, what are you feeling? I'm, what are your vibes? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I've got a couple of little multis going, so I have to feel good because I'm Saturday night. I want to feel amazing. I want to feel freaking on top of the world. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a chat to Andrew Scott about that, seeing how Dark Destroyers pulled up after its last start over in Australia and get the conditions, see what they're really like up front. From the man himself, so looking forward to it. What else have you, just, what else have you put in your little multi? Give us one. Give us a name. Hmm... <laughs> Ah, now I've I've got a couple going. Do you want to know them all? <laughs> I mean, Gosboden top three. Oh yes, on Trivier top three. Coventina Bay top three. That oh. is one. Oh, wow, Patriot and on Trivier to win. Dark Destroyer to win. There's another one. Oh, I like it. I like where you're going there. Covering. Kez is, Kez is throwing one in here. Uh, uh, Lingwin Jongfing again. Is it's, racing is race it? five. Oh, you know, Pukakoi. You're so, not Lingy. Yeah, he's uh, he's just throwing that one out there. It's paying yeah, decent money, Kiz. I want to see you. I want to see your bet slip. See what you put on it. Oh, we want to see your bet slip. Hey, uh, Robbie Patterson has come. Remember, Robbie Patterson last week said, "Watch the fearless one. The mm. fearless one's going to go over there into the staying race at uh, Eagle Farm." Well, down the bottom of the book, 14s into 11. So you know who's had a bet. Robbie Patterson uh, down there. Craig Grills is heading across the ditch to ride. Mate, this thing, it can get through uh, different tracks. It's a progressive stayer, the fearless one, in the same race as Soprano Supreme. And Mike says on double eight double three thoughts on Soprano Supreme race two, nice each way. Yeah, on its last start, 100%. Kieran McAvoy riding at 54. 
Yeah, Soprano Supreme and the Fearless One, race two at Eagle Farm. Two Kiwi chances for sure. And as we keep talking about, the Queensland Derby, Dark Destroyer, 360, the money's come. Two Dakaka, 18s into 14, the money has come. And Pinarello, rock solid with the wide draw at $7.50. You can go to tab.co.nz and have a look at all of those markets. We've got to shoot off because we're going to come back with Quizzy Dag. 0800 150 811. Get in the draw to go to the Goldie 500 with Willem and Travel. Give us a call. Play Quizzy Dag. Best range of protein bars and cookies from Chemist Warehouse starting from just $3.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Questions on your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go go. Good morning, Luke from Dunedin. You're up for Quizzy Dag first. Hopefully, you're gonna go on the draw to go to the Gold Coast, mate. Morning. Lukey, good morning. Hello. Hey. Hello. Morena, brother. Morena. Welcome in. Morena, Here we go. morena. Question number one. Which domestic cricket side did Amy Sathwaite play for? Oh, I Canterbury? Was it? Canterbury? It is Canterbury. Well done. Question number two. How many players captained the All Blacks last year? Five, four, three. He's a winger in league. Two. No. (laughs) Sorry, Lukey. Luke. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Tim. Timmy. Timmy's gone. We'll go to Anton. What's going on here? Anton! <laughs> yes, I'm here. How many players captained the All Blacks last year? Uh, I reckon five. Wow, done. Can you name them? Uh, yeah, I can actually. Sam Whitelock, uh, Artie Savia, Aaron Smith, Bodie Ritalik, and the number one at the moment, the number seven, Sammy Kane. Yeah, okay, okay. Have it, we got Tim there? It looks like our, our phone system is, is actually okay. just melted down. All right. Oh, does that mean I'm in the draw? No, 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 no. <laughs> Kez. I mean, no, Kez. No, no, not Kez. Jacob. Jacob. Morning, Jacob. 
Morning. Who is the king of clay? Uh, would that be Rafa Nadal? Well done. Question number four. Who's he playing for? Who, Rafa? No, who are yeah. you, no, 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 no. Who are you playing for here, Anton? Like, who's who's Jacob on behalf of here? Obviously, Jacob's not going in the draw. Yeah, who are you, you going to play for? Pick a name. Uh, Brett from Huntley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Uncle, Uncle Brett again. Uncle Brett. Okay, question number four. Which team did Liverpool beat <laughs> in dramatic fashion to win the 2005 Champions League? Real Madrid. No, man. Oh, sorry, Brett. Sorry, Brett. It was AC Milan. And the last question, how many NBA titles have Golden State Warriors won in their franchise history? The answer is six. The answer is six. There we go. Well, I mean. Sorry about that. Well, this is a, you know, I guess what this means is it's another win for the Quizmaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies. It looks like our phone machine has actually melted. So Kieran has got his um, uh, latex gloves on right now and he's trying to pick it up off the desk where it's melted onto. So we'll hopefully figure that out by the time we get our next guest on the show. Uh, we'll be back with Quizzy Dag on Monday, though, and I'm sure that our phone system will be working by then. Quarter two every morning, quarter to seven, your chance to go to, on the draw to head to the Goldie 500 with Willamette Travel. Izzy's now in the draw twice. Kempi's in the draw once. Brett's in the draw twice. Oh, Aroha needs to... Oh, <laughs> oh. I, I, I am Sorry. so irate with all of you going oh. to a racing event without auntie. Oh, sorry, I Aroha. Just, oh. I knew all the answers to those questions. I knew none of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give us a call on Monday, all right? And you might be able to go into the draw, all right? We might be able to you know, give you a couple before the show. Nudge wink. <laughs> Eight and a half away from seven. Kimpy's off the back fence after this. SNZ, we are coming up to 7 a.m. Kimmy's about to go off the back fence, but John, he texts, just put me in the drawer, boys, too hard to ring when I'm driving a truck. Cheers, John. John, honestly, I love it. You know, truckies are the ones that keep New Zealand ticking over. Izzy, with your endorsement, I'd love to put John on the draw. Yeah, chuck him in there. Well done, John. Straight to the point, bang, right on the nostril, you're in the draw, mate. Shot, <laughs> shot, honey, you're in. Sometimes you've just got to ask. <laughs> Well, you've heard it here a lot of times, especially from Izzy, about getting the right seats on the bus, knowing your role. And I'm going to bring it up today. Who is driving the Warriors bus? The famous Jack Gibson once said, talent is secondary to where the players are confident. And yes, we're some talent, but confidence is everything. And currently the club must be at an all-time low with what's going on with Matt Lodge. And I'm going to have to chuck channel a channel um, Harris Tavita in there as well. Look, there are seats on the bus, but who's the driver? Is the bus, if the bus is the Warriors, it's looking like to me, Louis, an autonomous bus. It's being driven by the club. The CEO, the CEO needs to be the driver. Cam George, step up. All right, own the driver's seat. The captain leads the players off the bus. Captain, let's let's see you do that and especially on the football field. And yes, you have to ask yourself, absolutely, don't, do we regret signing Matt Lodge in the first place? Is that, is that really 
a regret or has he really been honest and saying he doesn't regret signing him? Also, you have to wonder with Chanel Tavita Harris, would he be so disgruntled if he was playing for Melbourne? Ask yourself the question. Cam George, I'll just say this, jump back in the driver's seat. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Kemp, are you saying that the bus has been driven by the owner? 100%. Yesterday I heard... Uh, through the through the media, the conversation from the owner, and he basically was the owner, the CEO, and the captain, mm. all in one conversation. That can't work, can it? Of course, it can't work. <laughs> of course, it can't work. You know, I, I, I know Elon Musk is is going to bring out an autonomous bus. But at the moment, the Warriors have one. Hey, hey Kempiana, as a club. We we hear a lot from from the Warriors owners over the past couple of years. Yeah, Derek Watson, and now you got uh, Robertson at the at the helm there. Over in Australia, you got Russell Crowe that's with the Souths, but he's not that vocal, is he? I don't I don't hear too much coming out of the South Sydney Rabbitohs about it. You obviously see a lot of him in the stands, but yeah, it's interesting, mate. I love that little thing. Owner is really calling all the shots. It read it sounded like Cam George was reading the teleprompter. Um, yeah. We'll rip into that after seven anyway. We're going to go get a McCafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Aotearoa. Good morning, Full Send Friday, 27th of May, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, it's just after 7 o'clock, if you're just joining us, welcome in, welcome in, remember every every day, 6.40am, Quizzy Dag giving you a chance to head to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Williman Travel, all you have to do is give us a call on the Kennards High phone line and take the Quizmaster on, and if you win, you go in the draw, John. Our phone lines went down, and John just sent a message on the text machine. Put me in the draw, boys. Too hard when driving a truck. Cheers, John. Well, we appreciate your mahi and what you do to get goods around the country. So, yes, you're in the draw, John. Well done. Well done. So, yep, keep those text messages coming through on the text, temper bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three, or even better. Give us a call because the phone lines are back up and running. 0800 150 on the Kennards Hire phone line. Coming up in this hour, we're going to talk to uh, Andrew Scott. He is the trainer of Dark Destroyer, which is racing at Eagle Farm on Saturday in the Group 1 Queensland Derby. Can Andrew Scott go two from two with Dark Destroyer? Sam Weatherly uh, will be riding Dark Destroyer on Saturday, so we'll have a chat to him. And then after eight, we'll have a chat to former league player Knights uh, St. George, Illawarra, Storm, and Kiwi second row, Jeremy Smith. And then our Friday tipple to really cheers the week and send you into your weekend with a smile. All right, it's six past seven. Let's rip straight into it. S-E-N-Z. Well, we've got Daniel Leo on the phone with so much discussion about the future of rugby on the global stage. Recently, it's easy to naturally wonder what the powerhouses want and expect. The reality is, though, smaller nations have a voice in this, and the game can't succeed without the support of the Pacific. Such key contributors to rugby, Daniel Leo is CEO of Pacific Rugby Welfare 
and a massive advocate for Pacific rights in sort and rugby. He's with us now. Talofa, Daniel. Talofa, lover, guys. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show, mate. How are you going? I know you've been uh, pretty busy as of late. Um, how you been? Yeah, no, good. I've uh, moved back from the UK where the majority of the work I was doing uh, for the last sort of 10 years uh, was. Uh, before that, I was playing obviously over in, uh, in England and France um, before going into the player advocacy role and brought the family back to, to Queensland where I am now. And the, well, the supposedly sunny Gold Coast hasn't been that great for the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, enjoying being back on this side of the world. And I've just started a, uh, a welfare role here at the Queensland Reds as well, which is... Uh, building, uh, working with the Pacifica players, the growing amount of Pacifica players that are uh, here in Australia now. So, yeah, really um, exciting role. And, uh, yeah, um, just getting my teeth stuck into that. Mate, how proud of you at the moment of uh, Fijian Drua and the Moana Pacifica um, boys and what they have done so far this year? Yeah, they've done fantastically, I think. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, obviously, if you're looking at the, um, at the, at the results, um, I think they've, they've been a lot closer than a lot of people probably would have imagined in, the, in their first mm. season. There's been a couple of blowouts, but um, you know that's probably to be expected given that a lot of these players haven't really had that um, that been exposed to that level of rugby before. So the fact that they're there, um, you know, they're competing. Uh, they've both had a, had a win, which again is um, you know probably most you know most people would have said, look, it's going to be it's going to be difficult, particularly against um, you know a team like the Hurricanes or one of a beat. Um, you know, they've done really well, but as I say, you know, it's about exposing players to that level and uh, hopefully, we, you know, getting some knock-on effects into our, into our test teams, uh, you know, which is, which is going to be huge. Hey, Daniel, do you think we're, uh, we're gaining some traction here? Obviously, the inclusion of these two sides within Super Rugby, uh, the talks about the National Rugby Championship and the inclusion of the Pacific Island teams in a, in a North and South Six Nations style uh, competition. Do you think we're getting traction now? You've been at the forefront with World Rugby. You've been having those conversations week in, week out. Do you feel like we're getting there or there's just still uh, so much of a gap at the moment? Um, definitely making progress. Um, you know, the eligibility laws that were changed uh, earlier this year um, still not have to do with the fact that we can now draw upon uh, you know, the caliber cal- cal- of player like uh, Adam Coleman. You know, he's well blocked That's really good to hear, Daniel. So, so there's a bit of equity sitting there um, in the decision making. What what does equity look like moving forward for the Pacific game? Is, are you running off the back of what rugby league um, has and to, the Tongans have done in New Zealand and expecting more equity from the rugby side so that you're playing more in front of your own home crowds? Yeah, I think I think more games uh, more, more against uh, meaningful opposition. So um, you know, particularly for um, you know, the, the top tier of two nations, we need to be exposed to uh, tier one rugby. 
um, and, and more often, you know. But, but for me, you know, I played for Samoa for, for 11 years, so I, I, you know, and I still only had 30, 39 caps, you know. That was, mm. uh, I think, on, on average about three and a half games per, per year, which just isn't enough to, you know, to get your, uh, as you guys know, um, you know, team cohesion and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. You need more, probably a, bit, a few more games than that, particularly mm. against uh, higher calibre uh, opposition if we're able to improve. So that's, that's one aspect. And I think as I touched on earlier, you know, just the way that, um, uh, you know, where those games are is important for us. Obviously, you know, um, as the All Blacks found out in 2015, playing us in Samoa is very different, a different beast than playing oh. um, every game. in was in Park. Yeah. Oh. Um, yep. So it's, uh, you know, that's all those sorts of things, home advantage. And also, we want to be playing games in the islands, you know. We want to be teams that, you know, our, our, our public can reach out and touch and, uh, and, and, and inspiring the next generation of kids to actually play for, you know, for the Samoa Tongans and Fiji. Um, which, um, again, it's, it's been really difficult with COVID. Uh, we haven't been able to host any games in the islands for, for a number of years now. Um, but hopefully, as things uh, free up and as, as, uh, you know, as these, this new league comes into, into play, you know, we can we can get a few more games, even if it's some of the bigger tour, uh, bigger European nations touring us in the Lions here. Um, you know, absent of their Lions stars, but, you know, it's still that you know, an England or a France, uh, you know, um, coming to coming to play us in the islands is going to be huge for the game and, and the development there, just like the All Blacks was in 2015. Yeah, I played that game, man. Wow, that was hot, and the crowd was just electric. The Manu Samoan team were on fire. Holy hecka, it was a tough game. We just got over the top in the end, but, mate, I remember that vividly. Uh, it'll be great, great for the game to see the Englands, the Irish, heading over to the smaller nations. Just on that, if we're, if we're going to have a competitive uh, Pacific Island teams, our Fijis, our Manu Samoans, our Tongan, our Tongan teams, do you reckon we're getting to a stage now where the alignment between our nations, our uh, Pacific nations and the clubs? Because I know up north, a lot of our players play up north. They play for the clubs and there is that separation. Do you feel like if we're going to get there, there needs to be a real alignment between the clubs and the nations so we can get those teams to be fully strength when they are competing? Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that probably won't change too soon, that you know, the majority of the, uh, you know, particularly our kids, quality players are going to be based in the Northern Hemisphere and that's just a market, uh, you know, uh, thing, you know, that's where all the money is and um, it's not just yeah. us that are feeling the, the impact of that, it's, you know, the All Blacks now, the Wallabies, you know, this, uh, this, this drain to, to Europe and how we, I guess, we, we deal with that, um, you know, probably key right up there is resources, you know, the resources for our, for our coaching staff to be able to go and touch bases with players in the Northern Hemisphere and, and that's, again, where it's so pivotal that we get the, uh, you know, the financial um, equity in the game to be able to, to resource the tier two nations to be able to access and, um, and as you say, touch base and, and monitor um, our players. Um, it's very difficult to just bring them uh, bring them into the mix one or two weeks before a, a World Cup campaign, for instance. Mm. Uh, that, that preparation needs to start sort of, you know, three months in advance. And actually having access to those players, you know, to be able to run camps you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, as the, as the uh, you know, as the Six Nations team do, you know, it's not just about turning up into camp for the Six Nations. They have two or three um, week, yeah. one-week camps, but it's having access to those players as well. Um, you know, we don't have centrally uh, centralised models like the All Blacks do, where they have access to all of their, their super rugby players um, throughout the, um, at various points throughout the season. So um, 
yeah, and all the, all of these things will come with a price tag. So for me, the big yeah. like it's a big uh, driving factor over the next sort of three or four years is that we um, we need to find a way that we can um, you know resource particularly Samoa and Tonga. You know, Fiji are in a little bit of a different position. They get the, uh, the majority of the World Rugby targeted funding now, uh, given that they've been the top Pacific team for the last uh, probably 10 years. Um, so they get they get a lot more funding from World Rugby than the other two nations. And they've got, you know, um, a strong tourism market, although that's taken a hit with uh, with, the, with COVID over the past. Um, uh, and they're always going to get bums on seats at their stadiums. Um, a little bit more difficult um, situation for Samoa and Tonga, you know, with 300,000 combined population between the two, two nations. Um, but that's always going to um, uh, provide a challenge. Hey, Daniel, you raise a really good point here. Just quickly, um, on the equity, like, there's uh, – of of capital, like, they've got plenty of human capital out of it, the unions, and financial capital out of the out of the, the use of the islands and that. What about the players um, themselves? Are they looking uh, towards playing for their, their given country as opposed to, uh, you know – um, first and foremost, having to play for a tier one country, or 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 is it just you know you do what you're told? Um, I think I think it's a bit of both. I think um, a lot of players now, players now, particularly for, for Samoa and Tonga, have um, come through the New Zealand system, um, and a pretty, a pretty you know that that the country that's given them the opportunity to develop their rugby skills in a lot of cases, whether that's come, you know you know like myself, I was born and raised in uh, in Auckland. Um, you know, and then um, you've got players who have come over on scholarships um, at a young age, um, and New Zealand's going to be a big part of any um, conversation, um, you know, or any think, thinking process that you that you have. Um, you know, you want to, um, and, and, and given the you know the, the strength of the, the All Black brand, the reality is that if you if you, if you get an All Black cap, you know, you basically chuck an extra zero on the on the on your contract value in, in, in Europe, um, and that's the you know that weighs. Uh, heavily as well, you know your your your, your longevity in terms of your career and, and you know how, how you can provide for your family um, moving forward. So yeah, there's lots of lots comes into the equation. I mean, we, we see the All Black brand. I think the classic All Blacks played against Spain last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and there was forty thousand people there. You know that yeah. you know um, um, you know if Samoa was to go and play Spain, you know two national teams, you know would probably struggle to get ten thousand. That shows some of the you know. The, um, the disparity that exists, but it also shows us an opportunity for our unions to really, that they really need to harness to build their brand. And this is what we just don't have at the moment is that brand power, you know, that, you know, um, it was, you know, I think the, the, the pathway, you know, and, 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 the, and was, was there in the early 90s for, for Manu Samoa to be a really strong brand, but for some reason that hasn't eventuated. And that's the balls in our unions courts that they need to develop that if we want to retain players. The players have got to feel like they're, you know, they're coming back to play for something, and that they're, that they're, that they're building something that's, um, you know, a bit of a legacy. And um, at the moment, that's a, that's a real challenge for our unions is just to harness that, uh, you know, that uh, that brand power and, and potential, I suppose. Oh man, you nailed it! You nailed it. They're a sleeping giant, man, in the Pacific. They are a sleeping giant, and once they get it right, the pathways are coming. We, we've seen they've 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 put they've entertained us on the TVs on the sidelines as a young rugby player growing up. You know, I wanted to be Rukini Dava and Booker. I wanted to be Joe Rockefeller. You know, I wanted to be Inga the Winger. You know, Joan Alomu. So that like, there's just so much uh, potential and and you know power in the communities that is just waiting to erupt, mate. Daniel Leo. We um, appreciate you coming on our show, mate, and just sharing your insight. I know you're a busy man, as always. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, all the best 
for what the future holds. I was going to ask you next question, what's your next goal? But I'm pretty sure it'll be something inspirational. <laughs> yeah, no, um, mate, I've got my, as I said earlier, I've got my uh, hands full of, uh, you know, helping develop, um, you know, Pacifica rugby here in Queensland. Um, you know, some really exciting prospects. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, probably, you know, a little bit um, similar to where New Zealand was maybe 10 or 15 years ago in terms of the, the communities here and, and be able to tap into that. But, I just, yeah, I'm helping also to, you know, encourage players that there is a pathway, not just to play for Australia, but also for our, our Pacific Island nations as well for our uh, for, for those players of heritage. So, yeah, now enjoying it. Enjoying life, mate. Enjoying the sun as well. Thanks for having me, guys. Beautiful. Love your mahi, mate. Thank you very much. S-E-N-Z. Daniel Lau there, uh, he is a huge advocate for Pacific sport and Pacific rugby. Is he hearing Daniel there talk about how much he thinks the Pacific Island can grow and can contribute to the global game? He is an inspirational guy, isn't he? He's been a big voice, a big advocate for um, Pacific Island rugby, just getting equity back into the, into the nations, getting them into the right places back in the unions, uh, and just having a voice, having a voice for the people that provide so much to world rugby, not only here in the clubs over in Europe, and some of them don't have voices, and some of them get dictated about where they go, where they, you know, what they get paid, and, and situations like that. So for him to be able to be the f- at the forefront of, of the world rugby conversations, yeah, it's awesome, mate. He does some special mahi, and we are seeing the rewards, and, and we're seeing the, yeah, the situation with... Um, World Rugby at the moment, they are getting recognised. Um, we've still got a long way to go, but they are there or thereabouts. Yeah, watch this space, absolutely. All mm. right, uh, that's the Pacific Island Rugby situation. Congratulations to Moana Pacifica and Fiji and Draw. I hope you enjoy your last weekend this weekend. Uh, and obviously not into the final series, but, um, you know, massive congratulations and thank you for being part of Super Rugby Pacific this year. John, you're welcome for getting in the draw. Everybody else that texts Steve, <laughs> Mark and Anna, just call. Snooze, you lose. Just call. Oh, Andrew, 150811 and you can win. You could get into the draw uh, as well. It's 6.45 every Monday morning. After this, Matt Lodge and the Warriors. We're going to hear from Cameron George, some audio from yesterday's press conference. Kempi's been shaking since... Just when you think you've seen it all, um, the Warriors scandal... That's not a scandal. The Warriors uh, yesterday had to address... A, Autonomous a, bus. ...an ugly situation, Izzy and Kempi, where... <laughs> They are paying Matt Lodge $700,000 to no longer be at the Warriors Club. There were lots of eyebrows raised when they signed him. We know his history, thuggish behaviour. Um, he's never really showed that he's that good of a bloke. And, well, Mark Robinson, at a the owner of the Warriors, at a hotel. I mean, now I think there's probably questions being asked about his character. He found out firsthand that you don't want to go toe-to-toe with Matt Lodge because, as they said, well, it was a couple of alpha males just staring it off. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre scenes from the Warriors. And this was Cameron George yesterday addressing why they have paid him the $700,000 to move on. At the end of the day, um, what I can say on behalf of the club is that we agreed to terms that, you know, takes into account the service to the club and, and any contractual obligations we had. So, um you know, Matt had a, an option next year. We effectively bought that option out because he still could have taken it up. And we just wanted to move on in different directions. And it's not the first time we'll do that. It's not the last time we'll do that. But we're not the first club to have done that. Um, there's many a players that that happens to. Kimpy, I'll get Izzy's reaction in a second, but I still don't understand this. Am I slow? Am I missing something here? Why, if Matt Lodge has a player option, 
would you pay him his $700,000? Was Matt Lodge threatening to come back and play for the club next year and they would have had to have him? Did they just want to get rid of him that badly? Why would they pay him? Yeah, look, that that could be one reason. Another reason could be that there's something else that... um had to be signed off in, a, in an agreement that happened that they don't want to to be out there in the public domain. The 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 comments from Cam were really unusual. Service to the club, I think he's played fourteen games or something like that and two suspensions. You, can, you know, it sort of just doesn't stack up. The the mm. whole conversation yesterday in and around. Um, and if you if you're happy to sign, like we're really happy with with, with signing him, you know. So well, if you're happy with signing him, then why isn't he still here? Mm. Look, it's um. Does he regret signing Matt Lodge? He says no. I think he regrets it 100. percent That's the only reason he's buying him out in his final year. Um, 700k in his final year. Look, for me on the other side of it, I, I just feel like Matt Lodge was poisoned. I feel like Matt Lodge was poison for that environment, for that culture, for the young ones coming through, and they had to get rid of the poison going forward. This was their only option to get him out of that culture environment where he's constantly going to be a pain. He's going to be bringing the players down. He's going to be uh, doing things off the field that would distract players, and it's just not a good look for an environment that's trying to perform at the highest level. This is probably the only option, and it just sounds like they had no other options, so they bought him out. And I, I look at... On the other side of it, it's not ideal, but I commend them for making that decision. They had to get rid of the poison going forward. Okay, I hear that, Izzy. Uh, so Matt Lodge is one side of the equation. Terrible mm. bloke by all accounts, counts, you're right. Toxic in the environment. Now, you have to look at the other side of the ledger here, though, because this cannot be Matt Lodge on his own. Mark Robinson mm. gave an interview to the Daily Tar- Telegraph yesterday while his CEO, Cameron George, was looking at the press, trying his hardest to explain mm. the situation. And Matt... And, Mark Robinson, the owner of the club, said, we had an argument in a hotel, two alpha males in a pub last December. Two days later, we shook hands and moved on, but it never came right. Well, that's some argument. Plus, he didn't want to come back to New Zealand next year. He was unhappy, so I bought him out of his player option next year, and we parted ways. Fundamentally, that sentence is broken. I bought him out. Well, no, you didn't buy him out. The club brought him out. I understand you own the club, but this hurts Warriors fans. It hurts Warriors players. It hurts Warriors staff. This is what Cameron George said about the salary cap. Uh, all I can say is that um, the settlement was agreed upon and it's, and it's something that uh, we're very comfortable with and it sits uh, well within our, um, our salary cap uh, over the next you know, season and a half. How is that possible, Kimpy? Well, it's not. It doesn't sit comfortably in a salary cap when you when you're handing over that much money because it's a player, and it's a decent player at that level. And I said it yesterday. Brandon Smith was eight hundred grand. You're hundred grand away from Brandon Smith, and bringing him to the club. That that's the that's the argument. So, you know that that whole conversation that you're saying. I bought the club. Right. Well, I, I thought Ortex owned the club. I don't know if it's an individual. Like, what is the what does the board of Ortex think about all this? But 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 that aside, what what does what's Cameron George's role? Like you have a you have a you have a CEO. Like Rizzi brought the conversation up. Nick Politis at Sydney City owns Sydney City. All right, you've got um, Russell Crowe at South Sydney. So he's not the only owner in the competition. But I'm I'm not seeing the other owners portraying 
um, their clubs the way that, that Marks will train the Warriors. Okay, so we've got text steaming on a double eight double three. We've got to shoot off to Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. We're not going to end this conversation here. Will stay with us on 0800 150 as well. I want to ask you about what regret means and the word regret after this. Uh, we are 25 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Andrew Scott is not far away. We're talking Matt Lodge, the Warriors, Mark Robinson, who is intrinsically tied to this disaster. Will on 0800 150 811. Before we get to our choices for him, Paul, let's get to you. What have you made of it all, mate? Um, yeah, I think the situation is uh, pretty shocking as a Warriors fan. It's um, disheartening with how easily the Warriors have kind of rolled over and... Um, Agreed to terms with Matt Lodge and obviously the players and player managers, etc. Um, a bit of a left field thing I think might be happening though is that do you think Matt Lodge potentially wasn't actually allowed to come and enter and play into New Zealand and with all his uh, criminal records? And so they've had to find out because obviously the home games are coming up and then they can't announce it because if he's going to sign with a new club going forward, that would obviously be. Um, a disadvantage to him if clubs knew that he actually couldn't play any games in New Zealand. Yeah, look, it's an interesting point, Will. Um, I don't know, and I, I think we'll have to do a bit more digging into that, but I think what you first said is that it's the, the way they have rolled over on the field, sorry, the way they've rolled over off the field in this situation, the sad thing is it's kind of symmetry to how they've rolled over on the field a couple of times this year. Appreciate your call. Uh, our choices for him poll today, lads, look, See your floor change in an instant with room view. I just want to say, before I throw this question out here, I actually felt terribly sorry for Cam George yesterday. I think Cameron George is a good man. I think Cameron George is good for racing in New Zealand. I think Cameron George has been great for the Warriors. Overall, I think Cameron George has done his best in a really niggly situation, and I felt bad for him yesterday. But there were a couple of things he said that he does need to be held, account, held to account for. This was one of them. Absolutely don't regret signing Matt. Well, you'd have to. Of, of course, of course, they regret. Like Robbo's come out and said the exact opposite. Kempi, is he? Do you guys regret things you've done in your life? Are you man enough to admit that you've made mistakes and you regret it? Oh, hundred percent. I've made plenty, man. The first look, I'm a bit like Steve, eh? I'm a bit like Steve. I'm sick and tired. I'm the every week. Every week we do this. Every week we, we debate the Warriors. It's so deflating. It's depressing. It's Friday. I'm heading into my weekend. We should be looking forward. We're constantly looking back, asking questions. Why? What's going on? Like, I'm sick of it, mate. It's a shambles. And I just, I'm over it. To be honest, I'm absolutely over this situation at the Warriors. I've had enough. Yeah, and, and, we've, <laughs> and we, we will give them the plaudits when they, when they deserve, and they do write half the stories for us themselves. Um, mm. You know, when, when you're looking at this and you're analysing it, I'll go right back to recruitment, all right? This mm. was a recruitment issue right at the start, mm. okay? They should never have hired a Sullivan. He had a track record. They should never have bought him here. And a lot of the problems they're fixing up is because of the guy that's now with the Dolphins. Matt Lodge is part of that problem. But they need to fix the recruitment. Kempi, I'll hold you right there because my choices for him poll today is I think we need to be man enough and we need to be good enough people to admit that when we regret something. And I 100% believe that they regret signing Matt Lodge because if you don't, well, I can't explain it. In honour of being regretful, as a fan of the Warriors... What is the biggest regret of the Warriors today? 
So as a fan, when you sit here like Izzy and you're sick and tired and like Kempe, when you're looking at the recruitment, what's your biggest regret? Is it the player's performance? Is it the coaching? Is it the recruitment like Kempe? Or is it the ownership? As Warriors fans, what's the thing you regret most about this whole situation and where we sit with the Warriors today, where we have to talk about this? It's hit us in the face. Mate, the biggest regret, for, I'll tell you right now, the biggest regret for most Warriors fans is that Ivan Cleary got let go because he wanted an extra year. Like, 100%. He was, on, he was on a really good journey with the Warriors and the team. And a, num- a number of those players that we named at the beginning of the week were in the Ivan Cleary era. So... You know, there's there's a thousand regrets about mm. that, and we don't want to look at the rear vision mirror. We've got to we've got to look forward. The problem is, the CEO needs to get back into the driver's seat, and he needs to drive a club that's going to win us a competition, not be held accountable by an autonomous bus, which is the club, and told every corner that he turns, he's looking in his rear vision mirror to see where the where the owner is and what he's going to do next. Mm. Yeah, he's on the money. He's on the money. Okay. The biggest regret is letting a bit of 1080 slip through the cracks and just poison that whole in, entire environment. You know, like it's... They just need a big clean out, mate. Wow. Southern, southern beers all day. Let's go. Well, Izzy, oh, look, you say a big clean out. Why? Oh, look, for me, the biggest regret, the reason I've stuck ownership on there is because I think this, and you look at every compounding wound to the Warriors, I think there's fans starting to go, Wow. What's the common denominator here? Mm. So head to the ECNZ app. Have your choice on the Choices for Him poll. It's in the app. Click on Bat... Uh, is he and Kempe? <laughs> is he and Kempe for Batman. breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn, three, two down. Uh, is he and Kempe for breakfast? And you can have your choice. Being a Warriors fan, what's your biggest regret? Players' performance, coaching, recruitment, or is it the ownership? Is that where you're at? 20 minutes away from a Andrew Scott to talk Dark Destroyer and the Queensland Derby after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yeah, Izzy and Kempe, we're off to the races. How good. What a Kiwi story it will be if the big lad, Dark Destroyer, can repeat his last start effort and knock the Aussies off in the Queensland derby. If there's a stable that can do it, it will be these guys. Lance Sullivan and Andrew Scott have mastered the art of a derby winner in recent years and with informed Sammy Weatherly swinging off the talented Galloper, You'd be brave to bet against another huge run. Scotty, Andrew Scott is on the line now. Morena, Andrew. Uh, good morning, lads. Good morning, lads. Yeah, thanks for the, the wonderful intro. And uh, look, uh, yeah, look, uh, we're pretty excited. We're only a small mm. team down here in Waikato, and uh, to have a, a really good chance in another derby this year would be it's so exciting for our team. So, no, uh, full steam ahead. Full steam ahead, mate. Come out of nowhere. It wasn't even on Daggy's radar. The last win for Dark Destroyer. I was frustrated. I was angry at myself that I didn't even see it. But, mate, how's Dark Destroyer going? Enjoying his work preparations? Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, look, I'm really doing well over in Brisbane. Look, he's been over there for about six weeks now. We've had a, quite a uh, sort of campaign over there. And, mm. look, he's, you know, as some horses do, they go over there and they just thrive in the warmer conditions and, uh, fortunately he has he sort of missed the summer racing here in our New Zealand derby with a wee bit of an injury so we had to sort of reset and then look, let, let's have a look at the next main target which has been Brisbane and 
fortunately, it's going really well. Look, he, he kicked off and he, his first run wasn't that great, but then his, mm. his second run, he ran second and he, he came home really strongly. And then a fortnight ago, it was pouring down the rain and he sort of handled the, the longer distance of the race first time over a longer distance and, and the wet conditions. And whilst the conditions are going to be a little dry this weekend, um, the main thing we know he can run the, the, the something similar to the distance, which is the biggest question mark going into these longer races. So, look... Um, and look, he's one of the favourites, which, you know, it doesn't make any difference to me because I'm not a gambler, but it just means that we're a good <laughs> chance. But uh, the shorter they are on the is the better we like them. Wow. Yeah. And he's short for a reason too, Andrew. Hey, just, just tell us, when you were looking at that big boy, when did you think he was a derby horse? When did you know? Uh, well, look, probably on January 1 at Ellerslie Carnival, there's a race called the Great Northern Guineas, and he, and he won that well, and he stayed on really well. I mean, look, the next sort of race in New Zealand was going to be early February, the Waikato Guineas, and he hurt his back leg, and he, he got an injury, and we had to stop for a couple of weeks, and then that just put a line through the rest of New Zealand summer with the, with the derby and big races here. So, fortunately, we still won the derby with another horse, but... Then we sort of had to, like say, reset and say, okay, where's our next? Sydney sort of came around, the carnival came around too soon, and then we thought, well, look, the next best stop is Brisbane, and as it turned out, it's been really good. So, um, yeah, look, he's, he's, he's just gone over there and gone the right way. A lot of horses have a bit of a summer here, and they go over there on the downward spiral, and they just don't go over there and actually sustain a ca- uh, campaign. But fortunately, he had a good break here, and he's gone over there, and he's, he's gone on the upward spiral and handled the long campaign, because you know, sort of six to eight weeks away from home is a long time for any animal, and he's, he's gone the right way. So, um, no, the campaign, right. Touchwood, so far, is going really well. That's great. Hey, um, and map out the race for us. What are you, what are you hoping when it jumps? Where does where does he uh, sit? And what have you told Sam, or have you and Sam discussed the map of the race? Well, look, we, we haven't sort of, you know, large and you know, great on race tactics and things like that. We haven't had a chance to sort of sit down and really analyse it. But, look, he's drawn the inside barrier next to the fence in one, which is a massive aid because it's the, probably the shortest way around. But he's probably going to need the most luck because he's going to have a lot of horses all around him. So a lot of it is uh, a fair bit of luck in the running. But, um, you know, look, if the main thing is in those longer races, and it's like any marathon that, you know, humans run, you know, you've got to settle and find rhythm and get your breathing pattern set and so you can actually finish on well. So I think the main thing tomorrow is just getting into relax somewhere and, you know, hopefully the, the, the main plan is to be coming home the best. Yes, one of the best, mate. There's Kiwis uh, galore in that race. So who's the biggest threat, you feel? Um, uh, yeah, look, I suppose the horse that ran second, like Chris Waller and Hugh Bowman are on the, I think they're the second favourite. And they're always pretty daunting for us Kiwis to be, sort of be taking on. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, sort of James McDonald's on another horse in the race. So there's some big name players there that us, you know, well, little Kiwis are going to try and take on. So, um, look, we're going to roll our sleeves up and uh, the Kiwi boys will hopefully, you know, bring home the bacon. But, look, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a, you know, group one in Australia. They're so hard to win and it'd be a dream come true. So we're, we're certainly trying our best, best boys. Hey, roll your sleeves up and please get the job done. Just from me, please. <laughs> just like they say on another radio station, just shut up and get on with it. Yeah. Hey, just quickly before we let you go, got anything we can multi-Dark Destroyer into? Maybe something back uh, here? Yeah, I tell you what, there's one here in home tomorrow at Pukekohe, and it's called 
Star Treasure. And look, that's our best winning chance at home here tomorrow, boys. So um, I tell you what, the, the show's going really well. A good friend of mine, Bill Ewan, he listens to your show every Saturday morning, and Mick Guerin's just tipping them out like anything. He was, he was singing like he won 500 bucks from just listening to the show. <laughs> Keep up the good work, boys. It's outstanding. Yeah, Louie and Mick, Mickey G do a great job on Saturday on the mail run. Hey, Appreciate Scotty, it, Andrew. Scotty, hey, it's not all, all right. Mick, mate. It's not all Mick. Easy on. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's all today. Sorry, sorry, Mick. Sorry, 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 sorry Mick. <laughs> hey, Swiss Kitty and We Will Rock, that got me paid last Saturday. So, yeah, I, I'll confirm that. I'll confirm that. They nah. do do a great job on Saturday. Appreciate it, mate. Scotty, good luck. Go luck. well. Good luck. Win. <laughs> Yeah, win. <laughs> That's all I want from you, win. Easy. And uh, he's right. Star treasure each way all day at Pukekohe. Yeah, in, in the multi. In that open handicap sprint, star treasure each way okay. all day. Okay. Hey, R18, gamble responsibly. Eight away from eight. Let's get to some of your texts on Matt Lodge after this. Uh, that was Waikato Stud Racing Preview, home of champion size, Savville Ocean Park. You know the drill. Matt Lodge, more texts on him after this. Uh, yes, you are. And tomorrow morning, it'll be Louis and Louis on the mail run. Mick, we we'll have to let him go for the week if that's the sort of chat we're going to get from Scotty. <laughs> uh, some texts here on Matt Lodge. I'm with Izzy. Let's start talking about them next year. Biggest regret is spending so much time watching them this year. Where's the heart? Where's the mana? They want to be hungry walking on the field. Let's hold back some salary and offer them bonus incentives. Dangle a carrot. Cheers. Matty. Christchurch. <laughs> Passionate, Izzy. He's very passionate. Oh, love it, love it. And then another one here from Damon, I 100% call bullcrap. Why buy a player out of the contract that he's already said he's going to fulfil? He isn't going to fulfil his option for next year is irrelevant, as he's already said he isn't coming back yes. to New Zealand. That is from Damon. So passionate, as always. And then another one, the owner must have said something that Lodge must be able to use against them. Mm. Interesting. Interesting conversation about the Warriors. Boys, I'm is watching he? Steve Alke here. <laughs> he is on fire again. He's leading. Do you He's four under after five at the PGA first round. Is there a more consistent golfer? Holy hecka. Do you reckon we could get him in the back row for the Warriors? <laughs> I wonder if he takes 700. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> mate, he, he make, make that he in make four in the, rounds of golf. <laughs> I was going to say, make that in the first five holes. Well, what, what, uh, he is on fire, isn't he? He's an absolute marvel. Morgan mm. makes a good point. Look, it's not mm. all. Week well, it is all about the Warriors, but he did say Russell Crowe. Remember when Russell Crowe and Luke Carey got into that ding dong at Rusty's Ranch at Coffs Harbour? So it resulted in Carey going to the Roosters and winning two premierships. I think that one hurts more, boys. Yeah, well, mm. I agree. I think we're good to get rid of Matt Lodge. It's a pretty good point, Kempi. That was crippling, that one. Uh, yeah, different different player, though. You know what I mean? Mm. I think um, mm. the circumstances are a little bit different. But, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. When you're owner, you do. He didn't just get in a, in a, in a Barney with Luke Carey. He got in a Barney with um, Eric Watson, remember, in the toilets over in L.A. Do you know what makes a great for a great owner? Asylum owner. Mm. Sports franchises around the world that can't win. New York Knicks. Jim Dolan. From the top. That's where it starts, is he? Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to Jeremy Smith, former Knights and Kiwis player, and then we're going to follow that with Pitt Morris. And then we've got our Friday tipple to end the Friday show. Going to get you to McCafe Coffee now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. 
Chemist Warehouse is now opened in Birkenhead. Find us in Highbury Shopping Centre near Countdown. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Full send Friday, 27th of May. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast live here on SCNZ. Love it. Bringing you Friday conversations, talking all sports, racing. We'll get Louis' tip shortly. We'll get Louis' tip shortly heading into the weekend. But Andrew Scott was just on the show tomorrow. Pukakaui, star treasure. Each way chance at Pukakaui. That is Andrew Scott's tip. He's obviously got the Dark Destroyer tomorrow at Eagle Farm. And the Derby, the Queensland Derby, hopefully going back-to-back over in Australia. The O'Sullivan Scott Stable, awesome to chat to him. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, we're going to have a Friday tipple later on. We're just going to cheers the week. It's been a big week on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. I've really enjoyed it, just covering all things sport and uh, bringing it to you. But, man, is there a more consistent golfer than Steve Alka at the moment? Four under after five at the Senior PGA Championship. There are some great golfers play, playing in that. Chris DeMarco, uh, you've got KJ Choi, Darren Clark. They're playing at Harbour Shores Golf Club for $3.25 million purse. So big money there for uh, Steve Alka if he can get that job done. I'm just going to read a few text messages here. Is it that spot on? I'm sick of the Warriors sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> and get a focus back on the mighty Southern Bears. Get on to Mansfield and let's get this moving. The Warriors have pretty much ignored us in the South, so let's get our own team based at the Sydney Fortress over to Christchurch and Dunedin to play some home games. There will be sellouts. That is from PJ. Well, maybe we should do that. We've got I'm going to catch up with Colin Mansbridge tonight again because I'm working tonight at the Crusaders v Reds. And uh, I I floated that idea to him last time and he wasn't too far. He didn't agree, <laughs> but he said it wasn't a bad idea. So maybe tonight I'll just plant the seed again and then maybe next week we'll get him on, Kempe. And we'll Tell him I'm chat. coming. Tell him yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> We'll get a few. Ch- we'll get a. Every chat. Coming and maybe this coming. time. Maybe this time we have a club owned by the members. It's coming home. What do you reckon? Like, like the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them to be like the Bulldogs, but yeah, you know, like the Bulldogs. <laughs> the bears are coming home. <laughs> it's a, it's oh. on the. Pl- don't worry, PJ. It's still on the cooker. Yeah, it's still on. The cooker. Here we go. Another one from Liam. Coaching and ownership should be in the same category because they are both useless. <laughs> anyway, Mark's come in and said, I'm punting on Newcastle against the Walls. Easy money. That is from Mark. So everyone's having their 
uh, little conversation there. Text message on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three about the Warriors. But anyway, this track, right, we're going to keep it still talking about league. We're going to catch up with Jeremy Smith. S-E-N-Z. Where he's played over 200 times in the NRL and more than 20 times with the silver fern on his chest, uncompromising and brutal, but skillful too. He'll like that jazz, he'll like the skillful part. A serious player was our man Jeremy Smith, and this weekend he sees his former Newcastle Knights lineup in one of the most important games of the round against the Warriors. Morena Jez, how are you, brother? Good morning, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Hey, um, how's things? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days. Yeah, I'm just back up on the Gold Coast. Um, I, I moved back up here after the after I was at Newcastle, um, probably a couple of years ago. Just coaching um, my local junior club under twenties here. We're not going too bad this year, um, and just finishing off my cert four in youth work. Oh yeah, busy so, man. Yeah, keeping busy. Keeping busy, keeping busy, and mate, you're. Um your Newcastle Knights, what do you think this year? Like, Joey came on at the beginning of the year, mate, told us that they're big contenders. What are your thoughts on how they're travelling so far this year? Oh, they're just hit and miss. Some weeks they're good, real good, and then other weeks they just can't put it together. You know, I just think they their, their gameplay is... They can't play for 80 minutes at the moment. That's, that's their problem, I think. Um, and having such big names in their team and... and um, they just not firing, I suppose. You know, it doesn't help their cause when they're getting a few injuries as well. Um, but that's that's all teams across the board. But I just think they um, they sort of lack a bit of bit of punch and a bit of aggression up front. Across the NRL, Jeremy, um, that lack of aggression, like the top teams have that controlled aggression, but the teams that don't have it, you know, they don't have it, and they really miss it. And I'd put the Warriors in that category as well. Have you seen the game change that it's kind of more normal for teams to lack that controlled aggression? Or is this just not, are there just too many teams in the NRL that just don't have the right mix in their forwards? Yeah, well, I think there's a fine line between being aggressive and overstepping the mark. Um, now, I suppose it depends on what ref you get on the day too. That's um, certainly some sort of let it slide a bit more. Um but some teams are just known for giving away cheap penalties, so I think the refs have that in the back of their mind as well. But like you're saying, like there's some teams that you know that they just they've got a soft underbelly, and you know if you keep at them for a, for a long period of time, they um they'll, they'll certainly give penalties away and and you know make easy mistakes for you. Well, you cer- you were certainly one of those players, Jez, that got under people's skin. Just. Have you seen the cha- the change in the players' attitudes in and around, especially the ruck, um, which you were heavily involved in in your playing days, you used to go in there and, and all sorts used to happen when you are in tackles and stuff. And it's interesting that you say you used to get away with it much more than um, anyone else when there's certain referees. Have you seen the difference in players these days when they're going in there? They're not so, I guess, a, a controlled and, and aggressive as in your day? Yeah, well, I think they are a little bit more controlled. Well, I suppose back in when I was playing, it was sort of that those laws were sort of coming in. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that if you're going hard to make a tackle and you're aggressive and going hard, like you, you will get away with some like the, the littler stuff. But it's when you sort of work harder on the ground and and sort of take a little bit longer to get up. I think the refs sort of you know they, they have no, op- no no option but to give you a penalty away. But um. 
still, I just think like some of them sort of hang around in the ruck and they don't sort of assert themselves as such. Um, but whereas if you're coming in hard, like, you know, the ref, he's, he knows that you're coming in hard to sort of make a difference in the tackle and he sort of gives you a bit more time in the, in the ruck. Yeah, it's kind of committing to it, isn't it? With your coaching cap. Yeah, well. You go. No, where you go. I was just going with your coaching cap on and that in mind. Like, how do you how do you get that through to your um, under twenties boys about that kind of commitment and, and you know trying to use the way you're playing so that the referee can work with you rather than ref against you? I just think you just have to be on side with the ref right from the get go. You know, just sort of talk to them throughout the game and just let them know for the ref to keep talking to you. So you do work hard to get on side, and if he sees you're working hard. I think um, he's going to give you the benefit of the doubt, sort of more than fifty percent of the time. It, it just it's just on the ref. Like if the ref, if you give the ref a bit of bad attitude, he sort of turns his nose up again. And you just start blowing his whistle. Mate, did you do the same thing back in your day that you used to do with me and phone him, like phone the referee up at six o'clock and say, "Get me down there and pay for my coffees. I want to have a chat there." Is that what you used to do? <laughs> so you got away with all that stuff in the ruck? <laughs> nah, nah. I'd say what I used to do, but like they used to start giving penalties away when, or giving me penalties, and I'd be running back on side and I'd step on their foot as I was going to turn around <laughs> to take off. That's for the penalty. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, you were the best. Hey, let's let's uh, just change tack here and go to the Kiwis. What are you thinking, mate? What are you thinking of our Kiwi side? They're up against Tonga. Um, come the come the uh, the break in the origin, have you seen the changes in the in the Kiwi team? You know, like we used to have a real steal, mate. We went through that real good period between 2010 2013 where we hit the number one spot. You were a big part of that. Um, have you seen that there, there's a difference in the lack of steel in our Kiwi team, or do you think we can we can still get back to to that number one spot? Oh, oh. I do see it. There, there are glimpses of it. it. It's just hard. It just depends on sort of what he's, what team he's sort of looking at taking on board. You take a couple of old heads and uh, you mix them with the, the bit of the, the young blood that we've got there coming through now. And it's about, well, I suppose, getting them all to work together. And, and that, that's how we sort of ended up where we did because we just knew... You didn't have to really say too much to, to one another, but you just knew by looking at one another that you had each other's back. And I, I think they just sort of... They've lost sight of that in the last couple of games that I've watched the Kiwis play. They, they're sort of there and mixing it up, and but they just can't hold on for long periods. Where yeah. Tonga, you know, they're, they're starting to get some quality players in their in their team, and they've played in big matches. And they, I suppose when you play in big games, then... Yeah, I suppose there's no bigger game than playing in your country, but you have to um, be able to perform for that full 80 minutes. I think the, the, the Kiwis sort of just lack that in patches where they they lapse themselves in for five or ten minutes and that's enough to put you know put points on the board and then you, you're sort of running behind from the get-go there. Yeah, and, and it's really important, ages at test level, not to not to switch off for those ten minutes because you come up against it and get too far behind, mate. When you're when you're sitting down, you've played in those big games, you know, St George finals, Melbourne finals, um, wherever you've gone, Newcastle, you've done you know that job in the middle of the park. When you, it's really interesting for me for players that have never been in and around the Warriors to get their perspective of when they're watching the game, what they see amiss in the Warriors. 
um, team, which is our, our number one team here in New Zealand. What do you see, Jez? What do you see missing? And what, you know, if you were a player and you came to this club, you know, you'd be the first bloke I'd sign if you were still running around. What do you think you'd need to do to make them a, a week-in, week-out winning team? Um, oh, it's sort of, it's, it all starts with your board pack, I, I think. If you've got if you've got a good good go forward um, that work hard for one another, like I was saying before, they it, it sort of just takes care of itself. The, the back sort of sort of look after themselves. It's um, just like just like I was saying before, like lapses in concentration there because the Warriors can be anything on their day. Um, and they're enjoyable to watch, but the little mistakes like coming out of your own end, coughing up the ball or forward passes, you know, that's a big, oh, that really frustrates me when they sort of start throwing forward passes. I'm like, can't you sort of time you run a bit better? And I suppose that's just the, the, the little finer details of your game where you have to sort of concentrate on what you're doing. And I suppose making tackles is the same too, like not hitting someone high and, Getting back on side and just making that little extra effort will certainly change. It changes your team, and once you sort of get on a run of a few wins, you end up becoming like you just know the routine of what goes on. And I think they just sort of they lack a bit of direction as such as as leaders. I know they got Matt Lodge. He rolls up his sleeves. I don't mind him as a footy player. He sort of gets in and gets the work done. Yeah, well, he's just gone. Like, he's just he's just packed his bags and left. Has he? <laughs> yes, mate. He's taking seven hundred k with him out of the salary cap, Jeremy. How crook is that? Shit! <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Well, that's your... Is he still under twenty? Can I sign him? <laughs> <laughs> under twenty stone? No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, I, 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 I hear, I hear, though, Jez. You know, like it's all all starts in the middle of the pack, and um, you know, geez, people, people who know who Jeremy Smith is is why his name was always the first one on the on the sheet because not only did he stand on referee's feet, but he <laughs> he would tune you up if you didn't pull your weight in the middle of the park. I've heard it firsthand. <laughs> Um, mate, just but before we let you go, you're coaching. I, I, I guess I'm so glad that we haven't lost you to the game. You have future aspirations of getting to the NRL one day? Yeah, oh, well, not at this stage. I think, like, for me, is developing these young kids to be able to come through. And we got we got Burley Heads and Tweed Heads up here, and um, Logan's not too far. So the state league for the boys is sort of the next step for them. So just trying to prepare them for what to expect when they if they want to make that next step. Um, but for me, you know, just watching the younger boys develop throughout throughout their well, their young career is um, it, it's good enough for me at the moment. I'm, I'm happy just to be doing that and help, helping our younger boys come through and sort of give them a, uh, a goal to, to try and achieve. Well, mate, I can't wait to get up to the Goldie and you can start paying back all those coffees and beers that I bought for you um, one day yeah. soon. Uh, but mate, go well, go well, Jez, and and uh, wish you all the best with your your uh, your career with with your team up there in the under twenties, and and thanks a lot for coming on the Izzy and Kibby Breakfast Show this morning. Thanks, mate, appreciate it. I'll uh, definitely let, let me know when you're up here. I'll uh, try and share your coffee, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Jez. See you soon, mate. All right, see you, boys. S E N Z.
Jerry Swift, uh, he played over 200 times in the NRL, 20 times for the Kiwis. That was a McCafe coffee catch-up this morning, and he'd had a McCafe coffee, Kenzie. He was up and about. What about standing on the referee's toes? Oh, mate, and that was the least, that was the least, um, like, niggly little thing he used to do, mate. Like, stand on the referees, it's the players that you, you, if you go back and watch some of the footage and see what he used to do to the players when he was when he was in and around the ruck, you'd be amazed at what he got got away with. But there's, we've got a good text here from Jamie. Um, he says, "Hey guys, when you talk to Jeremy Smith, can you can you let him know? I rewatch the 2008 World Cup final every now and then, and I reckon the efforts that day were massive, especially um, his try that turned the momentum. And that was from mm. Jamie. And mate, I, I remember watching that 2008. I was actually a selector and um, the high performance director at the time, and I was meant to be over in Sydney, and I was working doing something else. So I watched it with my daughter." Mate, I danced after that World Cup till two o'clock in the morning with just me and my daughter up in my loft. Um, I was, I had such a smile on my face, mate. It was honestly one of the best outcomes we could ever have in rugby league. But get, to get to talk to Jeremy Smith, is he, um, mate? Just a, a really good dude. Someone, someone oh. you love to hang out with. He's he's got so much stuff to talk about. He sounds like a good bloke, man. I love that interview with uh, you both uh, boys. So well done on that. Absolutely nailed it. I just actually watched. The 08 highlights as well, just then and then, and uh, seen us try the change of momentum and just watched uh, that performance, mate. Inspiring, and he, Jamie nailed it with the meter eaters. And you heard him talking about the Warriors and where they need to go. You need a full pack that, that meets eaters. Not everyone wants to do that. <laughs> I think the, the word in that is the want. They need people in there that, that really want to do the things that they don't do. So, um, mate, awesome. Awesome to catch up with him and uh, have a wee chat and... Rip into it, yeah. So good, so good. He was so funny off the phone as well. We pre-recorded that because of the time zone. Some of the yarns he had are just so funny. I can't believe you just was actively standing on referees' feet. Like, can you imagine that? <laughs> and can you imagine that? You know, these days, Jared Warrior Hargreaves got an eighteen hundred dollar fine for saying the, dropping an f bomb <laughs> towards a referee. Imagine if he's just standing on his feet these days. The referees would be spewing. Hey, oh, he, tells, he tells the one yesterday. He tells the one about. Uh, Henry Pitanato, you know, like when he was refereeing and he'd stand on his foot all the time. And he, he reckons he went to a function. And Henry it was, was his wedding. He went, to, he, went, he went up to Henry. Henry was at the function. He said, mate, have you got it in for me? <laughs> he goes, what? He goes, you always penalise me. And I said, to, I said, that's because you took his Kiwi jersey, mate. <laughs> he goes, yeah. He said, every time I played, uh, played and he was refereeing, I just used to stand on his feet all the time. Oh, so good. Um, give us a call. 0800 Jeremy Smith, uh, talking the night. Warriors this weekend we got a text early in the show uh, and it was pretty emphatic saying that the better the weekend here we go boys the better the weekend is Knights 13 plus at $4.50 put the house in the batch on it cheers Jeremy I don't think that's Jeremy Smith but very well might be what do you reckon do you think that the Warriors are just a total lay this weekend and Look, the turmoil clubs either go one or two ways off the back of the stuff. They rally and they play well, or they melt. Let's find out what the odds is. What the odds is after this with pitmorristb.co.nz. Let's try and work out what the bet is. We could probably figure this out together. Give us a text. Oh eight hundred. Uh, give us a text. Double eight double three or a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennards higher phone line. Twenty two minutes past eight. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Past 8am this morning, tab.co.nz, and let's catch up with Pip Morris. Morning, Pip. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. I'm very good. How are you? Well, we are good. We're just trying to work out how to make a buck on the Warriors game and whether we take the Knights overs. What do you think? 
I don't want to upset Kempe, but I'd be taking the Knights overs. Like, <laughs> I thought they were a little bit stiff last yeah, week. Yeah, not upsetting and... me. That's my other team. Well, that's good then. Cause, yeah, I just think <laughs> they should have maybe got that try of Dane Gagai's and, and then they just lost their momentum last week where all the upsets with the Warriors, I mean, they've just got so much going on in the background. 203 mm. for the Knights. Not, not a bad way to play it. Is that just the head-to-head money but, line? Yep, head to head two oh three for the night. The Warriors are one seventy six, and got a couple of power plays. New Zealand Warriors lead at just before the twenty minute mark at two thirty. Although at the moment they seem to be coming back in the second half, so there is New Zealand Warriors to win both individual halves at three fifty. Warriors to score twelve or more points in each half at three fifty. So there's a couple of other options you can play around in there. And the team leading at half time loses the match at four fifty. <laughs> so there's some nice power play. Kimpy, who do you think's an any time try scorer lock? I think any time try scorer on the weekend because of the Warriors Ford pack losing Fenora Blake and Matt Lodge and uh just not lacking a little bit of go for and size gonna get tired. I think Caelan Pong is a special. Any time try score. Mm. And have you heard about the any time try score promotion with the Warriors? Tell us again. Warriors Homecoming, the money can't buy experience. So check out warriorshomecoming.co.nz for all the TNCs, but you can win the ultimate Warriors experience for yourself and three mates. Includes exclusive TAB club room tickets to the West Tigers match on July the 3rd, plus flight accommodation and more. And all you've got to do is place a $10 or more anytime try for a bet on any Warriors player in a qualifying match. And the next four matches are qualifying matches. And I can tell you, Reef Walsh has been the best for the Warriors as the try scorer. Oh, appreciate it, Pip. TAB.co.nz. Go get involved. Download the TAB app today. Izzy, I can't remember what your pick was for Round the Grounds yesterday, but could you just let us know where you were going on this one? I went to Knights. You mm. feeling good about it still? I'm mean, winning, yeah, 100%. There's a nice little power play there. There's Caelan Bonga, first, second, or third try, and the Knights to win by 1 to 12 is paying 6 bucks. Ooh, good money. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that, that makes... Very good. You're not bad at the power plays, eh? You always seem to snuff them out. Mm. Yeah, just having a little sniff there, and uh, that one's pretty much sniffed me right to it, so that's where I'm probably going to go. <laughs> Brave sniff. Love it. Um, <laughs> so we are half past eight. Uh, Mike has come through. Morning, boys. Pinhead, race five at Wingatui, same distance, same weight. Would like it heavy, but after his run last start, I feel he can go again. I remember this, Mike, and he was absolutely hands and heels for the Tylers. I've got no issue going again. At 54 kgs, what's the track? It's a good four. You're right. He would like it a little wetter, but... I don't think you've got an issue here, Mike. I appreciate the message. Uh, Aqua Attack will give a sight. We've got Kilowatt. DNG's probably still a bit too fresh. Never one second up. Let's do it. Appreciate the message, Mike. Race five today. Pinhead uh, down there at Wingatui. Rowan Madu doing the riding for the Tylers. We'll get to our answer of our choices for poll in the SENZ app after the news with Aroha. For Kubota, together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> It's Pinhead and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, 27 minutes away from Oi. nine. What? 
Cheers for that tip, mate. Appreciate it. It's quite, it's quite funny, too, because I've, I've named quite a few. Morvin Edwards, who played for the Kiwis, I named Pinhead. Wow, we've got a new Pinhead, Pinhead Dag. Uh, tell you whose weekend's going to be riding at about 2.30 this afternoon, 3.30 this afternoon, 26 away from 9. We are feeling ourselves here at SENZ. Uh, Cam George, news today's press conference. Hey, answer me this one about Matt Lodge. Did you guys get clarity around why Matt Lodge has been paid $700,000. Did it make sense to you when you heard this? At the end of the day, um, what I can say on behalf of the club is that we agreed to terms that, you know, takes into account the service to the club and, and any contractual obligations we had. So, um, you know, Matt had a, an option next year. We effectively bought that option out because he still could have taken it up. And we just wanted to move on in different directions. And it's not the first time we'll do that. It's not the last time we'll do that. But we're not the first club to have done that. Um, there's many players that that happens to. I'd love some examples of uh, these other times. Services mm. to the club, played about 20 games, vomited on the sideline, pulled the fingers at the crowd, got two suspensions. Um, and was a huge meter eater in the middle of the field and actually played really well when he was on the field. So $700,000, I still don't understand. Why is he getting the money if he were the player option and he already said he was leaving? I think it takes the head, hit the nail on the head. I think there's more going on behind the scenes that only they and the club know about. So mm. I don't think we'll ever find out. But what we, what we do know is that uh, it's been a messy um, exit. Wow. Put it that way. We also know, Izzy, that they don't regret it. Absolutely don't regret signing Matt. <laughs> oh, wow. They have to regret it. They have to regret it because what's going on has created a saga in there. Look, Andrew Gordy, I follow him on Twitter. He's pretty much on the pulse every single time with, with what, she, what he says. Shout up. Yeah, go have a look at his, uh, his little tweet. Eh? It's pretty interesting. But, mate, yeah, interesting scenario. Can they bounce back? I don't expect it. They're going to get pounced. Trounced this weekend, I must say, uh, against the Knights. Pounce, trounce, all the same, mate. Mm. They're going to get done over. Uh, it's time to look at our Choices Forum poll. The Choices Forum Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. Now, uh, I wanted to know from you, it was pretty simple, really. We all regret things, right? Well, I do because I'm a normal human being and I'm not really ashamed to say that I regret putting $1,000 on Zaki at $1.10 and getting stopping him last time, last spring when probably it was meant to win. <laughs> so, you know, I was an idiot. I regret that. And I'm happy to say I regret that because I would be insane if I didn't regret that. And, mm. you know, when people say, oh, I don't have any regrets in my life because it's made mm. me who I am, I just look at them like, are you, like, trying to be in a movie? <laughs> You know, like it's it. That's what they say in movies. People regret things, is he right? They do. <laughs> you have to have some regrets. Regrets. I got plenty, mate. I got plenty <laughs> of regrets, and I, I'm too embarrassed to even say them on this radio station. But mate, I got, a, I got, a, re- I got a regret. You What's your regret, mm-hmm. is he? I got a regret. I got a regret going to Leeds from Castleford and them nicknaming me Boo. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so good Because you never played uh, Broken Arm Kempe I asked you In honour of being regretful Because we're all regretful As a fan of the club What's the biggest regret On the Warriors Today Is it the players I just, My biggest regret 
regret is probably what I've just done to Pinhead. Anyway. Pinhead <laughs> 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 dig. Oh. Um, is it the players' performance? Is it the coaching? Is it the recruitment? Is it the ownership? And I have asked you that in the SENZ app. You've had your choice. I'll tell you what, this is interesting. Ownership's come in second. I thought ownership might be a landslide. Coaching, not really an issue. And I agree. I don't know if this is Nathan Brown's fault. Recruitment, Kempe, that was your choice. Players' performance, which kind of is tied into recruitment, but that had 42% of the vote. So that's the thing people are most regretful for. Of course, you know, they want to they want to be able to support their team. And, and I'll tell you one thing about New Zealand support, especially in the rugby league circles, as long as you go show up every week and you put the effort in, they're happy. You know, they know you've had a decent dig, but when you don't have a dig... Man, they get at they get at you real quick. So, um, uh, not surprising, Lloyd. That's a that's a really good choice. All right, let's head to Sean on the phone line. Sean, absolutely don't regret signing Matt. What about you? Do you have regrets, Sean? Well, mate, I'm, I'm one of the most passionate Warriors supporters you'll ever get in your life. And like, honestly, um, look, I just look. I'm not all over the story, so I'll just tell you the bits I do know. If you guys know any extra, you can pull me in. My understanding is last year that Matt Lodge and the owner had a bit of a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. From, from that, Matt Lodge will play potentially 20 games for the Warriors and we potentially paid over $1.5 million for those 20 games. The biggest concern is this year's, you know, we've, we've now lost one of our better players. Um, the fluff I heard from George just tells me that the guy's got, you know, he's got no say in the job, that the owner's actually running it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I always believe that clubs it starts from the top. I, I honestly believe that, and I believe we've always had issues at the Warriors when it comes to the top. Um, we are talking in riddles. If he if he thinks this is normal to lose seven hundred thousand on a roster on a roster that is screaming out some injection into it, so he's expecting us to come and pay our money next year. Full well known. We're not. We're already you know, struggled. We're going to pay overs to your players from over in Australia. We're now going to have seven hundred thousand off our cap, and these guys want us to swallow that like that's normal process for a guy to play twenty games. I just honestly, I just can't believe it. Sean, listen to this. Just I'll, yeah. po- I'll pop you down. Have, have a listen to this about what you're saying about the salary cap. Uh, all I can say is I, that um, the settlement was agreed upon. And it's, and it's something that uh, we're very comfortable with and it sits uh, well within our, um, our salary cap uh, over the next you know, season and a half. Is that insane to you? Oh, mate, I'll tell you what, I mean, I can guarantee you every Warriors supporter, apart from ones that just have the blind faith, I mean, I love the Warriors, but I want them to win the bloody competition. And I think I've been bloody patient since 95. I want to at least know we're moving forward. And personally, I'm not, I'm not convinced of anything in the Warriors. I'm not convinced of the coaching. I'm not convinced of the CEO. And now I'm not convinced of the owner of the company. Because I thought the owner might take away the few of the headaches, but he's actually created more. Because, mm. because he's got such an ego... And obviously, Matt Lodge, we knew we signed him as an egomaniac. You've had two egos that have cost us a shitload of money and potentially next year. And, and, and the problem is that leads on to the year after because we, we potentially could be finishing bottom four next year, which makes it hard to recruit again. So this is just rebuild, 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 and I'm sick of hearing it. Yeah, look, mm. listen, look, Sean, yesterday, um, Cam George come on and said, look, we're really happy with the signings that we've made. Yeah, Dylan Walker, um, Metcalf, et cetera, and then named a heap of young blokes underneath them. The young blokes aren't here to save the club and take them to a finals. I can guarantee you that. Now, what's really interesting for me in your conversation is talking about blind faith. I think the club um, has got tied up in their own blind faith. And what they're, what they're doing, you know, I, I get it all the time from the from the Warriors' blind faith. They say, you know, you're, you're salty because you've, 
you lost your job. Get over it. That was 20 years ago. I don't even think about losing that anymore. I, what I do um, like talking about is what's actually going wrong at the club. And I think the blind faith has trickled from those supporters back into the club at the moment. Yeah, it's not a bad point, Kempi. Sean, from what we know and the facts that are on the table after yesterday's press conference, mate, you've got it. As far as I can tell, I don't think you're missing much, Sean, apart from the fact is we don't know why he's getting paid $700,000. Biggest regret was uh, that the club's done was letting Jim Maloney go. What happens if he signs for another club? Do the Warriors still have to pay for next year or is he under the cap or does he get paid twice? Hey, he's got it. He's already got it. He, he ain't going to say, you're not going to come back to him and say, hey, give that money back. <laughs> 18 <laughs> away. Like, is he going to the TAB every week? <laughs> 18 away from nine. <laughs> oh. Oi, what about his comment? Uh, it's happened before and it's going to happen again. As Warriors fans, you don't want to hear that from your boss that it's going to happen again. You're going to sign some mug Great to, come on and, to come along and take 700000 out of the salary cap so we can't sign a young pathways from, from you know, uh, the South Auckland or wherever around the country. You know, like, yeah, that's a horrible comment from Cameron George. Yeah, Izzy, that's a very, very sharp pickup. 17 away from nine, uh, Friday tipple after this. The Quest range of protein bars and cookies from Chemist Warehouse starting from just $3.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Yes, we've made it. Friday, that sound, that tune, that harmonica. Oh, gets me excited. I'm watching golf on the TV and I just want to go out and have a wee hit now. Oh, it's the weekend, how good. Friday tipboards here to kick off the week. We spoke to Azza Smith, who praised his competition for the All Blacks halfback as we get one step closer to international rugby. It feels like every halfback in New Zealand at the moment is putting their hand up, which is great for our country and great for the All Black. Oh, they're all ready to go. The only thing that's always a bit of a tricky thing is Super Rugby and Test Rugby is totally different, eh? Definitely physically they're ready. Their defence is definitely outstanding. I think it's probably just their core roles as a halfback is, you know, passing and kicking. Oh, bang. He just summed it up right there and then, is he? That was just a clinic. That's everything you need to know to be a world-class international halfback. And we bounce from... Aaron Smith to another Kiwi legend. Oh, this is a, a huge one as well. Sir Richard Hadley, maybe the Kiwi legend. He officially opened the new Hagley Indoor Sports Centre. Um, it's the Sir Richard Hadley Indoor Sports Centre. And we checked in with him to see how proud he was and how he was doing. No, I'm doing well, thanks. Um, I had my problems awesome. about four years ago, and that's why this sports yep. centre is so uh, is so important, because I wanted to be there on opening day, and that day happened yesterday. I'm fine, I'm passing all the tests, feeling good, nice. and uh, I look forward to uh, the future with some optimism. Yeah, Louis, great to hear from one of my idols, Sir Richard Hadley, and also to hear that his health is in good order. Uh, hopefully he doesn't give you another spray, is he, when you're out there hitting balls <laughs> from the tee. You know, 450-yard drives, mate. Be careful next time. The guy's 70. Uh, one of our favourites from the week, though, um, for me, was talking to Maya Wilson, the youngest centuri- uh, cent- centurion in the ANZ Premiership. And in classic fashion, you know, let's have a listen to what she said. 
one of our things for the whole season that we, we've tried to do something each year. The stars, a lot of it is based on Matariki, so each week we'll be trying to align um, or resonate with a different star. This week in particular is Matariki, the star Matariki herself. Yeah, trying mm. to make some sense in the things that aren't necessarily tangible and being able to create some netball out of it. Bang, Maya Wilson, she is outstanding. Graduation so cool. while she's playing fully professional sport and she touched on Matariki, the importance and uh, yeah, I spoke about it yesterday. Hiwai Tarangi is the wishing star and something that I hold close to my heart. Um, back then, good memories when I was doing some work for Matariki and Rangi Matamua down here in Te Takapo. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that was an awesome toast for the week. Where are we going now, Louis? Let's toast Daryl Mitchell for the week because yeah. it was a real toss-up here. Like, it was really touch and go. We had so many good guests. But when we got Daz Mitchell up at short <laughs> notice, he'd just arrived in England, and, oh, man, his spirits. Uh, he's always in good spirits, and he just he threw some shade and some heat around <laughs> about what the cricketers versus the rugby players versus the league players get. I guess we all wish we grew up. We're all black, so you know, um, yeah, we're probably similar to you, Kempi, in the fact that we're just battling away, you know, just trying to carry the flag. If Skoda wants to jump my way, I'm more than happy. <laughs> oh, Kempi, 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 we'll never hear the end of this all black v Kiwi debate, eh? <laughs> I wouldn't say no to a Skoda though, although I drive a Amrock. V-dub. Let's go to the Oh, okay. V-dub, man. <laughs> oh, I love those too, mate. I love those dual cabs. Hashtag gifted. Say hi, Arlo. Hi. Hey, hey have Arlo. Have a good weekend, Arlo's, Arlo's a little bit crook, so he's going to hang have the day with Dad. But you tell everyone, have a great weekend. Be safe. Go say, son. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Be Aww. safe. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Cheers to you, Arlo, Henry, Dag, and to everybody out there. Have an awesome weekend. We'll be back with Smithy to wrap up the show for today. I think Smithy is going to be coming off the back fence himself about the Warriors. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.